I am pleased to be welcoming Marisha Zipser today, who is the founder of Art, Culture and Tourism England, which she founded in 2013. It is a community group and it has evolved over the years. ACT was established as a strategic vision to embrace the prominent creativity and flourishing of community interest and cultural groups in and around Beeston, Nottinghamshire, with a global outreach. As an ACT ambassador, Marisha represents Nottinghamshire and then over the next few years, the rest of East Midlands region, Derbyshire, Leicestershire and Lincolnshire. Her first visits um, following the invitations to her before the pandemic were two regions in Italy, Genoa in Liguria and Ravana, Romania. And there are so many art, culture, literature and history interlinks and connections between Italy and Nottinghamshire. The three literary icons, Lord Byron, D.H. Lawrence and Alan Silito. So she will be doing the Byron and D.H. Lawrence trails there, as well as the Robin Hood um, being the global brand and the Ghost Bus, uh, Ghost Bus Project, which are short films by Roberto. Thank you so much for joining us today, Marisha. Please, can you tell us a bit about your background? Thank you for um, asking me, uh, Anum. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, it's um, my background, if I just keep it quite simple, is uh, going back to my early 20s, really, is, is uh, as communicator. Um, I, from my early 20s, um, uh, I got quite quickly into writing and, and uh, promoting um, and PR, uh, given great opportunities in London during the 1970s, uh, working for um, Terence Conran, uh, so Habitat Designs and Conran Associates, which were based in um, uh, Covent Garden. Uh, I was their press office assistant and I was promoted uh, to that place from uh, Habitat um, in Nottingham, the shop uh, in the Victoria Centre. So I started there and then got promoted to, to London. I had a very good friend living in, in London, uh, a school friend who was a packaging designer. And she said, right, Marisha, time to come to the big smoke. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, right, okay, right time. Uh, so that's what I did. Uh, and uh, those 10 years or nearly 10 years there just uh, opened up so many things. But basically, really, uh, Sir Terence was my greatest influence on my working career uh, throughout my life uh, and became a mentor. Um, and uh, and also the um, uh, going on from there to the BBC. See, I went into publications after um, after that and and uh, radio. So I, I was uh, very fortunate in having a good grounding, BBC grounding. <laughs> so uh, so yes. So it started off with the, the writing and promoting. And so I, I learned so much from 
Sir Terence and um, about art and design and uh, William Morris and all the great um, designers uh, and working with so many there. Uh, and, um, and that's really, you know, and my own father and mother, my father particularly, you know, uh, drove me with his, uh, with his passion. Uh, he was Polish and, um, so yeah, so everything's just evolved organically over Fantastic. those years. Fantastic. It sounds like you've had some really interesting and meaningful, um, experiences and could you yeah. tell us a little bit more about ACT and what specific role you play in it? Um, in art, what specific role? Um, it, well, I, I think over the last uh, 10 years, um, it's uh, I've streamlined um, Art, Culture, Tourism Act um, over the years, you know, because I'm increasing in age, uh, quite a mature 70 year old here. Um, so I have to be careful, you know, and listen to my my body um, and uh, make certain I don't overdo it. Um, but it, it is uh, a pathway that is quite clear or has been quite clear for me over the last 10 years. Um, so, and I love uh, helping and mentoring artists and creatives and performers and uh, giving them the opportunities to flourish uh nurture them uh so uh when i came to beeston uh i downsized from west bridgeford which is another town in uh, uh south of nottingham um that was where i was born in west bridgeford um and uh i couldn't believe the wealth of creativity here um, I kept meeting when I first came here, meeting artists and writers and publishers and uh, and photographers, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Not only that, but having a big tourism background for you know uh, thirty five years and more, um, and they were sitting on this fantastic industrial heritage, um, you know, with the boots across the bar park and um, the universities and uh, the lace uh, industry and um, the, uh, you know, having the, the Beeson Canal here <coughs> and uh, built in the late 1700s and then the River Trent, uh, one of the most important rivers in, in, uh, in England. <coughs> so there was a lot of attraction and uh, I, I, I thought immediately, you know, this place is sitting on a tourism gold mine. But that was me because I'm, I'm a, you know, I can spot these things immediately, you know, when I travel around. Um, and, uh, but they, the, the, the community didn't, they said tourism, tourism? <laughs> uh, because the tram was being built at that time uh, and brought a lot of anguish to local uh, residents. Um, I was just south of the town in Beeson Rylands, so we didn't have the tram being built here. Uh, but then after a few years, they said, oh, yes, Marisha, you're right, you're right, you know. 
so that's when I started doing uh, networking. I was asked to do networking uh, events, so I started uh, doing that and bringing uh, uh, local and international artists and, and, and performers um, into a good mix over a two-hour two evening span. Uh, they were called Cultures Crossings. So that's how it started, you know. It, it, it's, uh, it's the people and the places. I'm inspired by people and places, nature and the environment. And when you have got a clear pathway, which my garden has to a lovely park, um, it's uh, they, you know, they're, 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 things happen, you know, opportunities uh and people come into your your pathway so uh you grab opportunities and you connect people to to people you know that's fantastic marisha and i and i absolutely agree and um you know just such a lovely way how things sort of one thing led to another as you said so why do you think it's important to preserve the literary arts, culture and heritage for future generations? Um, I think I was fortunate uh, with having the, the father that I had and mother uh, because when I was 18, uh, my father took me on a grand European tour, but not just Western Europe, it was Eastern Europe. Um, over a five-week period, just him and me in a Volkswagen Caravette roaming around um, all of Europe. Um, and then going from there on to, to improve my, you know, become fluent in French, um, uh, I went to Switzerland to live in a castle uh, to, as a nanny, <laughs> to look after two grandchildren of theirs, uh, Chateau d'Auteville in uh, Vevey, uh, above Lake Geneva. Um, and that opened my eyes to history and heritage and living in history. Um, and I think, uh, and being at school and history being you know, very popular with me, um, and art on the walls everywhere and portraits of ancestors um, and beautiful, beautiful furniture and uh, porcelain and everything. And you, and it's just telling a story, isn't it? it, it when you go into a place like that, uh, you just become infused with that history, wanting to find out more. Um, so... I think it's very important for young people when they're at school and when they go to, to, to new places to visit, you know, with the family or with the school, uh, that they soak everything in at that age. And it's um, finding, then they have to find a, a, a release, how to express themselves. Um, and then, you know, they may not be able to speak very well or uh, communicate themselves. Uh, so they, they look at 
art and drawing and painting and and trying to get their feelings out on on paper um and with a lot of um youngsters you know they they love this you know they can express themselves more freely uh on paper uh whether it's with ink or paint uh and uh, and i think that's what teachers well that's what the teachers uh, did for me when i was younger and i think teachers now from having students at a young age you know they can see things they can see how that child is developing uh and uh, and encouraging them so uh so when when they come to that age of 13 when they have to decide what gc uh uh gc's they have to take um you know they're um you know that they, they they help them uh guide them uh when i was 13 14 i had to decide uh, which subjects eight subjects to to pick at school um my best subjects were art but there are but also the sciences uh so you will relate to this you see my best uh, subjects were art biology and chemistry i, I loved it but i, I loved all, all the other uh, subjects and languages and and english and everything um, but they said, oh, no, 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 you can't mix, can't mix like that. I'm afraid you can't do that. But what we can offer you, Marisha, is to take needlework and biology. And I, I thought about it and I thought, hmm, that's quite interesting. Um, okay, I'll do that. And uh, would you believe when I was 16, my top grades were for needlework? um and biology um and uh and i started making clothes for the next five years uh because i love the detail of uh, buttonholes and working with difficult fabrics and um and, and things like that so when i was in london i was uh, got my mum's singing singer sewing machine and was uh, creating clothes in the evening um after i was working in the press office <laughs> during the daytime. Um, so I think this, I've always wanted to mix the arts with the sciences. And I think you, you know, obviously you have that background as well. Um, and I, I think it's a fantastic combination. And I think giving that that choice to children uh, when they're at school um, is, is fantastic, you know. So, absolutely agree marisha and it's really interesting you know you've linked uh, education to the arts and culture and heritage which is so important um and then what stood out for me when you talked about the singer um sewing machine you know which is actually a piece of uh, it's a, a a product of heritage now you know yeah. it, it brings certain <laughs> certain memories with it um and even needlework as well you know in the society that we live in now it's um, it's a craft. It's so important to preserve this and to know the joy yeah. of heritage crafts and traditional crafts like those. Um, mm. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. You know, uh, the interlinks yeah. that you've made with them, and, and and I agree. And even with the links between the arts and the sciences, I think you cannot have one without the other. It's uh, yeah. 
although they contrast, they uh, go, you know, they'll, they'll always have a lifelong relationship. So, um, of course, um, what has been your most interesting or exciting project to date? I think uh, definitely it has to be since meeting Roberto Albughetti uh, from Italy when he came over here for the first time. Uh, well, I promoted his his project, his Lazar Actions project, um, and uh, he's a visual artist. And uh, when he came over here uh, for a few hours, uh, he was meeting friends in London, staying over and said could you come over by train up to Beeson and I said yes of course and uh, I'd researched a little bit into his background uh, before he came um, and uh, then I took him to uh, Chilwell High Road and um, uh, found out that uh, he was not only a visual artist but uh, award-winning environmental journalist uh, best-selling author and also the official biographer to Pope Francis and at that time he had just brought out his second volume on Pope Francis called My Life is an Arrow and so I thought ah I shall bring our Robin Hood to meet him uh, Tim Pollock who happens to live in Beeston he's the official uh, Robin Hood Nottingham's official Robin Hood and uh, they get on famously and then I took them both to uh, Barton's head office on Chilwell High Road uh, which is like a museum of old British um, red transport buses uh, and uh, bicycles and vintage cars and everything like that it's got a fantastic family heritage um, um with this um ancestry you know at uh, that started uh in the early 1900s um so and then i knew he'd be hooked i knew roberto would be hooked so uh and he was and um seeing all these vehicles with his macro camera and uh he came out and he said, Marisha, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a film about the ghost bus, this rusty old bus there. And uh, so that's what happened. So the rest is history. But people can listen to uh, my uh, broadcast um, uh, on uh, BBC Radio Nottingham, uh, which I, 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 I told the story of how we met. Um, Roberto and it's actually on my website under the Ghostbus uh, project under events so they can listen to how we met uh, so he's, he's like my creative partner now um, so definitely the Ghostbus and you'll see the whole story there uh, of uh, us organising Ghostbus uh, film events and, and his visits, his annual visits obviously not the two years during the pandemic. Uh, the last time he came over was um, this April. Uh, but uh, you can read the stories uh, and the press releases and uh, uh, links on that site. And, uh, and now we're, it's the, the Ghostbusters project of the short film. So it's going, traveling around the world. And 
we want to take it into uh, Africa, South Africa uh, next year, the end of next year. So uh, it's all quite exciting. <laughs> but it, it, he's gained, it's gained such a big following here. And, uh, you know, in Beeston and Nottingham and Nottinghamshire, you know, and further afield, he's got many, many followers now. So. As it sounds like it's gained such a momentum and, yeah. you know, things sort of snowballing and I'm, I'm really excited um, for you guys in the future. So tell us a bit about the heritage of roses linked to the English and Italian culture. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, because we have this creative uh, partnership, uh, I, a few years ago, um, at the start of the pandemic, was it 2019, early 2020, um, I started writing quite a lot from from uh, home or writing blogs and and I, I do call outs on social media and uh, and my garden's always been flourishing since I've been here. Um, started with a blank canvas when I came here, but uh, it's uh, developed really well. And I was saying, well, you know, what, what's what's growing in your garden now? You know, let, let tell me if, um, give me some photos and, and uh, about your favorite roses in your garden and, and, and why. Um, I think I asked them for two, for one or two photos. And that's how it started. Uh, and, it was um, fantastic what people had sent in. And I thought, well, I've got to make this into a, a really nice article, a blog. Um, and not only from the lo local area, but also from all over the world, you know, from people that connected with me on Facebook. And uh, Roberto was really, <laughs> really interested in this. He says, oh, he said, I, I'm going to send roses from, from uh, Italy as well, from myself and from my friends here. And uh, so it really, really developed. And, and, uh, and then he said, you know, I would really like, um, because he is also director of, um, okay schools it, Italy uh, schools magazine which is a national magazine um, it was published you know as a, a paper magazine but now obviously it's all online and um, he said I, I want to 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 make it an initiative uh, for okay for for uh, the, the school students all over Italy uh, so I said, oh, that sounds hmm, wonderful. Uh, how do we do it? And he said, well, I will uh, lead on it and, and uh, uh, teach you how to, to how we will do it. Uh, so that really started off uh, because it's a way of an expression again, you know, with with uh, poetry and writing uh, and photography you know it's a chance to for people to send in images of their uh, roses in any art form uh, uh, and so <coughs> from paintings or crafts um, 
you know, type of stoneware or, or you know, sort of old historic buildings, you know, when they carve roses into their architecture uh, or brickwork. <laughs> um, and uh, so it developed from there. Um, that sounds fantastic, you know, with the links with the arts and culture as well as yeah. heritage as well. And I wanted to ask you, what does the future hold for you? Uh, well, as you know, I just like to go with the flow, really. Um, I mustn't overdo it. Um, I'm a writer, first and foremost. Uh, so, uh, and consultant for, for ACT. Um, and uh, so this is what uh, I need to do most of the time. You know, it, it is that communication aspect. Um, so I'll just carry on doing my writing and doing my articles and selling some articles as well to the, the, the uh, travel press, travel trade press, to, uh, to organisations, to... Um, you know the media um and uh, it's quite exciting now that that i'll be going out on my my first missions as a act ambassador to, to italy italy is a good you know type of um you know we we've had this relationship now for quite a few years and uh, uh and learning about how to to bring the Renaissance to Beeston, which uh, I did um, with Roberto in 2015, uh, and bringing the, the, the ghost bus here, uh, and then going over to Italy for the film's premiere uh, later that year. Um, <coughs> and it's this cultural exchange, uh, which is so important. And <coughs> so each country can, collaborate together and and then all around the world you know bringing all that uh creativity all those people together uh, and uh organizations um and everybody writes about roses you know uh they give as life and um pleasure and uh there'll always be artists and writers around to convey that, that sense and scent to the world. <laughs>